Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Last, last uh, couple weeks ago, I, I went into Genesis 1, 28, and I talked about the authority of the believer. And in that passage, Genesis 1, 28, God, after he created man, he says he blesses them. And then he says, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, or in the King James, it says replenish, um, subdue, and have dominion. He gave a five-fold command and a five-fold blessing over man whom he created. That has not changed. That has not changed. God's plan and God's design and God's intent for you is that you'd be fruitful, that you'd multiply, that you'd fill the earth, that you'd subdue it, and that you'd have dominion. And that has not changed. So we looked at the word fruitful a few weeks ago. Today, I want to look at the word multiply. I like the word multiply. I love the word multiply. And what I find interesting about the word multiply is it increases quicker than just adding. If you add 1 plus 1 or 2 plus 2, you add, it, it increases by a set amount. But you multiply and it increases greater and greater and greater. And there's a couple things I'd like you to know about multiplication. First of all, there's two components involved in multiplication. I'm giving you a math lesson. I like math. But I'm giving you, there's two components involved in multiplication. Two variables. A times B equals C. A times B equals And what I know from multiplication in the scriptures, it's God times us equals. Does God change? So when God's word says something, does he mean it? And just as you shared this morning, Brother Albert, when God says something, it doesn't change. Now, maybe as a father, he's got concerns and he wants to talk to his children, but his word doesn't change. His desire and his intent doesn't change. So if you looked at the multiplication factors and you looked at this and you looked at it as a table, a times table. When I say that word, does anybody cringe? Times table. I remember in grade one, two, three, four, whenever I don't going home and memorizing one times one, one times two and doing the times table. Well, if you looked at the times table and with respect to God, his time It's constant. His factor is constant. And then we get our factor, which is a variable. A variable means it varies and it can change. Now, another aspect I want you to know about multiplication is if you put zero into the equation, you always end up with... Boy, you guys are a bright bunch of students. So you could have God as a constant... Times zero. And what do you get as a result? Zero. Doesn't mean God didn't change. But what happens is there's an element of. In the scriptures you find that God speaks his word. But we are required to do something. 
God speaks his word, but we are required to do something. He speaks, it says in Isaiah, my word does not return to me void, but it accomplishes the things that I sent it out to. So he speaks his word, but we are required to do something. And when we are required to do something, we get the multiplication factor happening. It's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. If I do nothing, I get no benefit. I mean, that's not just spiritually. That's if I don't do anything financially, I will not get any benefit financially. We see that in, in, the, in the story of the talents where the, the, the master gave three guys different talents, five, ten, and one. And the guy with one said, Lord, you reap where you don't even sow. And I was afraid of you, so I hid it. And you know what he got? He got nothing out of it. He didn't get any reward out of it. He didn't get any interest, any benefit. So we see an aspect of multiplication. When you multiply by zero, you always get zero. But when you multiply by something other than zero, you always get a result. And the trick is, or the amazing thing is, it depends on what you want to multiply by. And one thing I know is the God side of that equation is huge. His multiplication is not just a simple, I'm going to multiply it by once. He went to Abraham and he said, Abraham, I want to make of you a great nation. And he says, in fact, what I'm going to do, I'm going to change your name, Abraham, Abram to Abraham. When God comes in and wants to multiply, he changes everything. And he said, look to the stars and tell me if you can count them. Then he says, go to the beach and see if you can count the sand on the seashore. He says, that's what I'm expecting and seeing from you. And what he did was he showed Abraham his side of the equation. And then he said, Abraham, now what you need to do is this. And you find out in Hebrews and in Romans where it says, Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. God is an amazing God. So I want to look at the word multiply today. And I've got a few thoughts for you with respect to multiplication. If you can turn in your Bibles to John chapter 6. I love this story. It happens about two or three times in the Gospels. It's about him feeding The 5,000. I I just love how God likes to do something huge. He looks around and he's not satisfied with just saying, give me everything that is needed. But he says, give me what you've got. And in John chapter 6, we're going to just read this story. And I want you to think about it in the realm of what God can do in multiplying what you have. So we're going to start in verse 1, and we're going to go down to about 14, verse 14 or 15. And after this, Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. 
And a large crowd was following him because they saw the signs that he was doing on the sick. Jesus went up on the mountain and there sat down with his disciples. Now Passover, now the Passover, the feast of the Jews was at hand. And lifting up his eyes and seeing the loud crowd coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? And he said this to test Philip, for he himself knew what he would do. And Philip answered him and said, 200 denarii would not buy enough bread for each of them to get a little. Think about this for multiplying. This is what we've got, and it's not even going to give enough for them to get a little. And one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, there's a boy... Here who has five barley loaves and two fish. That sounds great, but what is that for so many? He realized it really wouldn't help a whole lot. Five loaves and two fish. And Jesus said, have the people sit down. Now there was much grass in this place, so the men sit down about 5,000 in number. So about 5,000 men. So... A lot of people say, okay, if you add ladies and children, you're going to be in the neighborhood of close to 10,000. That's a lot. 5,000 is a big number to begin with. Like, that's huge. And he took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. So also the fish as much as they wanted. And when they had eaten their fill, and when they had eaten their full... He told his disciples, gather up the leftover fragments, that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten. So they had five barley loaves and two fish, seven things, and they got 12 baskets left over. Plus the 5,000 men had eaten till they were full. Can somebody say multiply? Multiply? God is interested in multiplying your life. God is interested in things in your life multiplying. He's not interested in you surviving with five loaves and two fish. He's interested in you multiplying and having leftover so that there is more than enough required for those even around you. This isn't the only time God performed an amazing miracle. There's another story where he comes to his disciples and, and it's, it's in Luke chapter 5 but it's also at the end of John and in the book of John, John 21, they didn't know it was Jesus. And they would fished all night. And he says to them, hey guys, is there any fish? And they said, no. And he says, why don't you throw your nets on the other side? Now, I don't know about you, but I'm, a, I'm like just a little bit of a fisherman. I know how to put a worm on the hook. And I know how to throw it out in the water. And then row like crazy. But... I don't think a fish usually goes from one side of the boat to the other. I, I, I don't think there's usually a line underneath the boat, that go, you know, like an artificial piece of glass, and it hits, oh, I got to stay on this side. I got... They had fished, caught nothing. 
God has this amazing sense of humor. And he says, throw your net on the other side. And you know what happens? They couldn't bring the fish in. There were so many. Can somebody say, multiply? He's not interested in just a little bit. The God I serve is a God that likes to multiply. And when he spoke to his creation, Adam and Eve, he said to them, be fruitful and multiply. And that has not changed. God wants you to multiply. He's, and when you think of that word, it's not just talking about children. It's talking about everything you do. One of the words, one of the definitions of the word multiply is in whatever case you need. Huh. I need livestock. I need more business contacts. I need more this. I need more that. I need whatever you need. God can supply it. And he can multiply it. And the great thing about it is you get to be a part of that equation. Because the multiplication isn't just by God. You actually are part of it. You actually determine how much you want it to multiply. You actually determine how much you want it to multiply. Turn in Joshua chapter 1. Can you imagine the disciples? You know, they counted five loaves and they counted two fish. And can you imagine them seeing groups of 50 and 100 people and they go, okay. And they feed them all. (laughs) And they go back to Jesus. Okay. Well, we fed them like 12 fish and 35 loaves of bread and there's still more. Let's do another bunch. They do that bunch. They go back. There's still food. Can you imagine in your life when you are walking in obedience to the word of God and are active in what he's doing that every time you go do something you come back and there's still more that you get to give out? Can you imagine saying, you know what, I'm exhausted, but God gave me this. Okay, I'm going to just give out. I'm going to give peace. I'm going to give love. I'm going to give joy. I'm going to give finances. I'm going to give health. I'm going to give wisdom. I'm going to give peace. I'm going to give whatever God gives me. And you think that you gave it all because that's all you saw. You go back into your quiet place, into your secret place of God, and all of a sudden you find there's more. And you go, well, I thought I only had this much. I thought I had five fish and two loaves. And I keep doing it. That's what multiplication in God's kingdom is all about. It's like he wrote the best multiple, the times table ever. His times table is like awesome. Taylor, you better watch out if you if you're doing math mathematics and multiplication and times table and your teacher asks you to do them, you do them according to the book and then you just tell her, but God's multiplication table's like awesome. But do do what the word, you know, that they teach you and then just tell the teacher a little, 
you know what? God multiplies even better. Because if you, if you do that right away, you might get some X's on the thing. And you don't want red X's. You want the green check mark. But you determine how much multiplication you want in your life. You determine how much multiplication you want in your life. If you go to Joshua 1 and verse 8. He says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. And this is the command that God is giving to Joshua. But you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. You, you, you. When you do what God's word says and you meditate on it day and night and you observe to do everything according to it. That's God's side of the equation. He says, and then you do, you do, then you will have good success and your way prosperous. You determine the amount of multiplication you want in your life. I've got about six or seven things that I want to show you. On how you can have multiplication happen in your life. There's about six or seven things I've written down here. On how you can multiply things in your life. And in the kingdom of God. It kind of defies human understanding. The first one I want you to see. And I'm going to give you verses on this. And then I'm going to just share the verse. If you turn in Proverbs chapter 11. You say I want, I want to multiply in my life. I'm giving you the word. You do the word and you do what the word says and you will see multiplication. So Proverbs 11. I love the book of Proverbs. Man, you need help. You need answers. You need wisdom. You start reading the book of Proverbs and it's like, wow. Hit you right in the face. Chapter 11, verse 24. One gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers want. If you want to increase and multiply, you start giving and living generously. That's what the Bible says. It says, one gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers want. If you want to see God's increase in your life, then you start giving when God tells you to. Paul says you give with a cheerful heart. And he also says don't give out a compulsion, but give what you're prepared to do. You have to determine in your mind what you are prepared to give and what you're prepared to do. In our world, we think, no, I have to save. I have to save. And I believe in saving. I've got a savings account. But sometimes we get this idea that I've got to save, I've got to save. And what we do is we get God right out of the equation. No, what I need to do is I need to be someone who is a generous person. And this is something I'm working on. I'm working on being someone generous. I am working on being somebody who gives money and doesn't worry if I get it back or not. 
because I'm given to God. And it says in the Bible that the one that gives gets the more. And the one that withholds what he should give is the one that suffers lack. You want to learn how to multiply in your life? You start giving. Give your time. Give your effort. Give your heart. Give your thoughts. Give your speech. Give. It goes against what we've grown up with. The kingdom of God is kind of like that. It says also in the next verse, whoever brings blessing will be enriched. And the one who waters will himself be watered. So one of the things about getting multiplying is you scatter or you give. In one verse it says he that scatters. In one of the, the versions, I think it's in the King James. So if you want to see a way to increase things in your life, you start looking at ways that you can give and scatter and put things out instead of hoarding, hoarding, hoarding. If you hold on to things like this, you have no ability to receive those things that God wants you to receive. You can't catch something when your hands are like this, but when your hands are like this, you've let it go and now you can receive and catch. A lake with no outlet can become stagnant. But a lake with an outlet keeps going. Become a conduit. Become somebody who gives freely, yet grows all the richer. God's economy and God's kingdom defies are the economics that we see in today's world. The economics of God doesn't go according to the Royal Bank of Canada or Toronto Dominion or some economist. The economy of God goes according to his way and what he says. And he says, if you want to increase, give. He says, the one that scatters will be made rich. And the one that withholds what should be given becomes poor. Turn over to Proverbs 13. I'm giving you a few ways And a few thoughts on how you can become multiplying and see God's multiplication in your life. If you want to see multiplication happen in your life, the word of God gives you some thoughts and some ways that you can see that. In Proverbs 13, verse 11. Wealth gained hastily will dwindle, but whoever gathers little by little will increase it. I'm going to read that from another passage and from another version because there's a word in there that I like. Wealth obtained by fraud dwindles, but the one who gathers by labor increases. If you want to see multiplication and happen in your life, work. (laughs) Do some work. I remember a story as, as a kid. I was, I was reading this story from our Sunday school. And they used to have these little uh, pamphlets we got from the Sunday school every week. And this one was about a boy that was asking God to bless him and to increase him and to give him some extra money. 
And he sat on his couch. And then one day he got a phone call from his neighbor asking if he would cut the lawn. And he said no. And he had another couple days later somebody else asked him if he would do something. And he was too comfortable and he just didn't feel he had the time. And he said no. And after about the space of a week and a half or two weeks, he realized he missed three or four opportunities to work to receive the blessing that God had for him. Now that's just a story, but it stuck with me for over 30 years. Sometimes the blessings of God are disguised by a word called labor, sweat, toil, getting up at six o'clock in the morning when you don't want to. Sometimes God's blessing is through increase and through labor and through gaining one after another. And it says wealth gathered quickly or by fraud dwindles. But if you labor, you will increase piece by piece. I'm a big fan of a hard working person. And I have seen it in my own life. How when I worked hard, the blessings that God did. I mean, the blessings that God put on Winona and my life defy what you would expect from somebody working in that capacity. And I believe it's because we worked hard and God blessed it. Plus, we had a bunch of other believers working just as hard and that seemed to multiply it even better. Work hard. You watch the increase. Can I hear an amen? That's all the bosses. All the workers are going, help me, Lord. You want to increase and you want to see multiplication happen in your life? Labor. Preach it. Preach it. Turn over to Proverbs 24. I'm going to give you number three. You want to increase... And see multiplication in, in your, happen in your life. Proverbs 24 verse 5. It says a wise man is strong. And a man of knowledge increases power. A man of knowledge increases power. They use the term knowledge is power. I hear it all the time. Especially when I was a student. Oh you got to get near knowledge. Because once you have knowledge you have power. And they were using it in a different context. But if you want to increase and multiply in your life. Get smarter. Always keep learning. Don't be satisfied that you've reached the pinnacle and then all of a sudden you turn around and a 16-year-old is further ahead than you. Keep learning. Keep growing. Find out what the technology is. Find out what's happening in your skill or in your trade and stay on top of it and be the best at it. You do that and you actually give yourself an opportunity to multiply. Is this practical? Sometimes I think we expect God just to go, there you go, now you multiply. But there's practical things that you and I can do that put us in the place where we have now his side of the equation and now my side and all of a sudden we go past the equal sign and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger because we're doing things that the word of God tells us to do in order to increase and to multiply. Work. Give. Get knowledge. It says my people perish for a lack of knowledge. 
No, you can be destroyed if you don't know what's happening. Get knowledge. Hallelujah. It says in the verse right before that, and by knowledge rooms are filled with all pleasant and precious riches. Knowledge is not a bad thing. All the teachers said, preach it, pastor. Hallelujah. Knowledge. I want to show you another one. We read it already in Joshua 1.8. But if you want to see how to multiply in your life, it says, The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. And you'll do everything that it says. So you need to meditate. Immerse yourself in the scriptures. I had a young man once say to me, um, and this was maybe about seven or eight years ago, we were talking and, and it seemed like every time he asked me a question about something over the course of time, I'd come back to him and I had a scripture that I was telling him about. And I didn't do that on purpose. I wasn't trying to be anything. I just, I was immersing myself in the scripture. One of the ways you do it is you memorize it. Think about it. Read it. We have a few men here that are builders. If I gave you a drawing that was not according to building code, and I'd ask you to build it, because you are immersed in your trade, you'd look at it and you'd say, that span is too large. Or you need, because you know the code, you know what it is. It's the same in our lives. When you meditate on God's word and you observe it and you do what it says, it says, then you make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. You will increase and you will multiply. So one of the keys on on multiplication is get into his word. It says in Psalm 119, thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against thee. In fact, if you look at the Psalm 119, I just love this aspect of it. Every verse in Psalm 119, except for three of them, refers to God's word. It uses the word testimony, commandments, laws. Um, It has about six or seven words, judgments, that go back and refer to God's word. But if you read Psalm 119, I think it's whatever, 150 or whatever verses... Three verses do not use the word or have a word synonym for the word in it. And I've actually read it and I found those verses. I I had it in my concordance or in my commentary, but then I actually read it to see if I could see it myself. So you want to get immersed in the word of God? Read Psalm 119 and see what value the word of God is. Meditate on it. Another way to to see the increase of God in your life. Go to Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40. And we're going to start in verse 27. I'm going to read you about four or five verses. 
says, why do you say, O Jacob, and assert, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and the justice due me escapes the notice of my God? Do you not know, and have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become weary or tired? His understanding is inscrutable. Oh, I like that word, inscrutable. He gives strength to the weary, And to him who lacks might, he increases power. If you lack might, God is the one that will increase your power. Though youth grow weary and tired and vigorous young men stumble badly, those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. And that word gain new strength, or it says they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. What that word, one of the... Um, root words of that word renew means exchange. What happens is you exchange your strength for his strength. You get multiplied when you wait on the Lord. What happens is you multiply and your strength actually gets transformed into his strength. Anybody here need strength? They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. So, uh, Isaiah 40. You want to see an increase in your life and multiply? Wait on the Lord. Sometimes we get so busy. I get busy because I got to fix this and fix that and do this and do that. And God is sitting there. There's a verse in the Bible says, be still and know that I am God. Sometimes we got to take our hand on the desk and just push everything off and say, okay, God, I'm here. Wait on the Lord and your strength will be renewed. I'm giving you some keys on how to see multiplication in your life. I'm not satisfied with things. I want to see multiplication happen in my life. I want to see increase. I want to see increase in finances. I want to see increase in anointing. I want to see increase in strength. I want to see increase in healing. I want to see increase in health. I want to see increase in wisdom. I want to see increase in peace. I want to see increase in my relationship with my wife who keeps telling me I got to learn to communicate better. I want to see how to increase. I'm not interested in just where I'm at. I tried to tell her yesterday that I'm always right, but sometimes I'll say wrong that I'm wrong just to make her feel better. Then she explained to me that I need to learn how to communicate better. If you want to increase, there's a whole lot of wisdom in here. It says in James, if any of you ask, lack wisdom, ask of God who gives liberally to all men and he doesn't withhold. He doesn't hold it back. If you seek it, you will find it. Another way to increase and to see multiplication happen in your life is in Luke chapter 6. And I love this verse. 
We're going to read verse 37 and 38. It says, do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you won't be condemned. Pardon and you will be pardoned. And then in the same context, in the same manner, in the same comparisons, he says, give and it will be given to you. They will pour into your lap a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, for by the sta- your standard of measure, it will be measured back to you. The same way that you give, you will receive back in that measure. But it says that you'll receive it pressed down, shaken together, running over. Shall men give into your bosom. You want to see multiplication happen in your life? You give. I talked about it earlier in Proverbs when it was scattering. Give. Give and it shall be given unto you. I believe believers should be the most generous people on the face of the earth. I believe it. And I got to say, I'm not always the most generous person. Something I'm working on. Give. When you give to other people, what it does is that makes you a candidate for multiplication. It kind of goes against practical um, money matters and business sense. But what happens is you start to go from the level of man to man and you start to get into the level of the supernatural. And when you operate in the level of the supernatural, it surpasses any of the man type of wisdom that's out there. And I'm not against wisdom. I like it. But what I find is when I apply the supernatural wisdom of God and I apply his laws, it goes greater and better and stronger than anything I could do. The last thing I'd like you to see on how to increase and to grow and multiply is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. I'm going to read from verse 6. It says, now this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must do just as he has purposed in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And then listen to this. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that you... That always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. You want to see multiplication happen in your life? Give a little bit more. So, so, so. My wife and I have sowed into so many areas, I can't even keep track of them all. I'm serious. Whether it's been financial or whether it's been by love, acceptance, putting an arm around somebody, giving of ourselves to somebody. Sometimes we don't expect 
In fact, most of the time, we don't expect anything from that individual, but I'm expecting something from God because I'm planting into his field. But if you sow a little, you're going to get a little. You sow a lot, you're going to get a lot. I've yet to find a farmer that if you give him the option on having a yield in his field and you say, will you give a little bit or would you give a lot? He's going to say, well, I'm only going to give a little. Because I only want a few heads of corn. I don't want too many. Now, every farmer I know, they want a big crop. I mean, they want a bounty. They want it like superfluous, huge, large. Let's keep reading. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, verse 8, so that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. As it is written, he scattered abroad, he gave to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower, listen to, you know who gives you the seed? Him, our father. It's not something I came up with. He gave me the seed. He gave me the money. He gave me the wisdom. He gave me the peace. He gave me the joy. He's the one that gives you the seed. Now he that ministers seed or supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. And when you look in that verse, when it talks about he will multiply your seed and minister, one of the words in there is choreograph. The word in the Greek is choreograph or choregro, which we get the word choreograph. And when you look at it in the Greek, what you find is God actually orchestrates your life. He's the one that conducts your life when you do what his word says. Because what happens is he is the constant in that multiplication equation. And I have done my part in what I am required to do. And sometimes I'm required to do a lot. And sometimes I'm just required to obey. Sometimes I'm required to sow. Sometimes I'm required to step back and love. But when I do what he says. His side of the equation. He choreographs what needs to be happening. He assigns things in your life. Have you ever watched a choreographed dance? I mean I can't dance. I got two left feet. When I dance I move ugly. But when you see some of these dances that people do and how they're all synchronized and choreographed and it's not just one person but there might be a group of 15 of them or you get this band that's playing and all of a sudden you got one instrument playing and then a second one then three and all of a sudden you're listening and you go well how did it start with just a piano and now there's 15 instruments playing and I don't remember each one starting. But it's been choreographed. 
It's been designed by a master musician. It's been designed by the master himself. And what he does is he takes things in your life and outside of your life and he choreographs them and he puts them in place so they will just flow in your life. That is the beauty of the multiplication that God brings into your life. That all of a sudden you'll step back and you'll go, that happened, that happened. I didn't know that person. I didn't recognize this. I saw this happen. And you'll say, that's because of God. His original design for mankind has not changed. And his blessings was to be fruitful. Fruitful is relating to being connected. Multiplication is related to sowing. Giving. Doing. When you connect yourself with God, you abide in him, you get all his nourishment into you. When you multiply, when you give and do and sow, what happens is you put yourself in the place where the multiplication table expounds and expounds and gets larger and larger. That's part of the authority that you and I have as a believer. I have an expectation that people who are not believers do not have. I expect crazy to happen. I expect ridiculous and redonkulous to happen. I am not satisfied with A plus B equals A plus B. I am satisfied with God plus David equals huge Because that's what he's all about. He likes to take the five loaves and two fish. And make it so satisfying that there's left over. And he's not a wasteful God. He's extravagant. And when things are left over. It's so that you give to others. As we've learned. The, the, one of the definitions of prosperity. Is having more than enough to do mine. And that I can help other people with theirs. It's not that I can hoard it. When I hoard it, I start getting into trouble. But when I start giving and I start opening it up, what happens is God opens the windows of heaven and things just keep pouring through. And that's one of the keys or the thoughts regarding multiplication in your life. And I, one of my prayers and one of my desires is that every one of you would multiply. Smitty, that you would multiply in the things that you have in the desires of your heart. Yes, you do. <laughs> Stacy, multiplication. Gerarda, multiplication. Look at one another and say multiplication. You need to start speaking it to each other. You need to start expecting it in your life. Start speaking words of multiplication. Don't say, I don't, I think, I'm this, I'm that. Say, I'm expecting. I'm expecting God to perform his word because I'm living his word. Hallelujah. We've covered be fruitful and multiply. We've got three more to go. Are you receiving? I believe Every one of you here today can expect multiplication in your life.
in whatever capacity you need. Whether you need wisdom. Whether you've got stuff happening in front of you and you just go, man, I just need a lot of wisdom. More than I got. Maybe you need peace. Maybe you need understanding. Maybe you're exhausted and you just say, I just need rest. I believe God can multiply rest to you. Maybe you need health. I do. I'm expecting it to be multiplied. Because I'm not satisfied. I didn't grow this old to feel this ugly. I should be enjoying. And I'm expecting that. And I'm not trying to be negative. Have an expectation of multiplication in your life. Have an expectation of fruitfulness in your life. Because that's what God has for you. That's what God has for you. Walk around and look around at people and kind of say, I'm going to multiply. I don't know about you, but I'm going to multiply. I'm going to have herds. I'm going to have more this, more that. I'm going to be able to supply for this. I'm going to be able to give to that. I'm going to be able to do this. I'm going to be able, because God is going to multiply in my life. Amen? I'd like to pray for you. Heavenly Father, I ask for multiplication to happen in every life here today. And I ask that we would see multiplication, that we'd seen some of the keys on how to multiply, to give, to get knowledge, to sow, to seek your face. To be obedient to your word. To sow. To scatter. Lord I pray that we would learn what it is. And what it means to sacrifice. And to multiply. And and to be obedient to your word. So that we would see the multiplication. Of what you have designed. And destined for every one of us. And Lord let us ask. Boldly. And big. Let us make that multiplication factor huge. And let's ask big of our Father. In your precious name, amen. May God bless you. Have a great week. And expect multiplication. Hallelujah.